Welcome to Diva Talk Radio Studio D, an insider's view of diabetes news and information beyond the headlines. Here's your host, Mr. Diva Bettis. Hello, divas and dudes. Are you ready? Because I'm ready to welcome you to Diva Talk Radio Studio D. I'm your host, Mr. Divabetic, and joining me today is my favorite podiatrist, Dr. Messiah Smith from Rittenhouse Foot and Ankle, located in Philadelphia or on the web at mybadfeet.com. Hello, Dr. Smith. Max, how you doing, man? It's a pleasure to talk to you again. It's great to have you back on the show, and thank you for joining us today. Absolutely, no problem. You know, feet is a big, big, big issue for people living with diabetes. I've been around the country this year, and I really wanted your help in helping anyone out there who might be dealing with some kind of foot discomfort to not only stay healthy but keep their feet. So I wanted to get right into this and tell me a little bit about why, why, how our feet are affected by diabetes. You know, one of the biggest things with diabetes is a, a, a situation called peripheral neuropathy, a lot of diabetics uh, develop that numbness and tingling in their feet, and I, I would say that's key. That's like the number one problem with diabetes because people walk typically seven to 10,000 steps a day without even trying, and we're not talking about something with, without a car. We're talking about just normal walking around in the office and around the studio and to and from the car. So that's a lot of pressure um, with the feet and a lot of micro trauma. So when you have diabetes and elevated blood sugars that, that kind of damage the nerves, so in that pressure point, those, those calluses, those pressure areas in the feet, you can develop sores and ulcers and problems like that. But even more importantly, though, if you have any cuts, scrapes, or bruises, they don't they don't heal as easy in diabetics than with other folks. So something you really got to look out for. So you're slow to heal, and you also are slow to feel, so to speak, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Oh, perfect is perfect. <laughs> perfect. I, I'm working with you today. So, uh, All right, so if you're slow to heal and you're slow to feel, and you're walking around barefoot in your house, because most of the people we know living with diabetes are living lives just like the rest of us, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. what can happen? You know what, especially if you're dealing with peripheral neuropathy, you can step on a tack. You can step on any type of object, you can step on a nail, you can um, hit your toe. And the thing is, your body gives you alerts when you when you hurt yourself. We all get alerts. You step on attack, you jump, out, you yank it out. But if you're diabetic, you don't feel it. And we're talking about attack sitting on the floor, We're talk, or even a little pebble or a rock. We're talking about something that's dirty. So then there's a level of bacteria being introduced into the body. That's a problem. Then you also have where the blood sugar is so elevated that it inhibits the help of the white blood cells, or as we know, are the police of the of the body. They help fight bacteria. So if you have the white blood cells that are inhibited because of increased blood sugar with diabetes and you have signs of peripheral neuropathy, now all of a sudden you have this foreign object that's lodged in your feet. And the way the anatomy is set up, the bones are really, really close to what we call the subcutaneous tissue. And if that bone gets infected, that's when we have major problems. So diabetics walking around barefooted, not a good idea, especially if you're if you have signs of been diagnosed with peripheral neuropathy, but the key thing is to check your feet every day, even if you don't have peripheral neuropathy. All right, and if and let's say I, I'll be that person. I'm walking around barefoot. It's summer. It's been mm-hmm. like you know 100 degrees in New York this past year. So mm-hmm. I'm walking around barefoot. I stepped on that tack. Uh, I went a couple of weeks, and one day I actually noticed there was blood in my sock. 
What do I do then? Well, let's let's put it like this: if you wait a couple of weeks, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gone way beyond just a little bit of spot of blood. Okay. You probably so, would have, you would probably, yeah you probably would have had the blood um uh, you know that day the next following day and that's where it has to be an issue where you need to see your specialist whether it's your primary care or foot specialist immediately. Look, Max, this is the problem. If you wait out two weeks, you, I'm not gonna say you're gonna lose the foot, but you're kind of on that path, especially if. You're that person, that typical person we're throwing out there with peripheral neuropathy, elevated blood sugar, and you have a foreign object in your foot or has been punctured by a foreign dirty object and you wait two weeks, you're really putting yourself on a, on a, a course of a disaster. And I've seen that. And what happens if I, I mean, most of us only go to a general practitioner and I don't and don't work with podiatrists. So do we go to our general practitioner and they assign us to someone like you or should we feel free to contact a podiatrist if this is happening? Look, you can't you can't wait. I mean, this is my thing. All the if you can get in with your primary care doctor, your primary care doctor can take a look at you. Typically, they're going to send you to a foot specialist. Okay. I would say honestly, if you hurt your foot, if you're diabetic, especially if you know you have uh, uh, peripheral neuropathy, even if you've never seen a foot doctor, go make an appointment. Find a reputable foot doctor, um, as any physician would find a reputable one, and you would go there and just say, hey, take a look at my foot. And the key thing about podiatry is that we look at feet every day. You know, I'm in my office now. I just spent the whole morning looking at feet, treating diabetes, treating uh, all types of So there's of no judgment here. This is happening all over, and it's okay to go in and see a podiatrist if this is happening to you. No, not at all. Just go go in there and get to them. I mean, we are very specially, specially specifically trained to really help out people with these type of um, conditions. All right, so we're going to say that I caught it in time. I had like two days, you know, I had blood in my shoe for two days. I came to mm-hmm. you. What kind of treatment am I, I mean, is it going to be painful? What do you, what, how do you help, how do you stop an infection? Well, it, it all depends on what's going on. I mean, I can give you clinical examples today. I mean, we had, we had diabetic, yeah, something cellulite, diabetic cellulitis. Um, he had some abscesses. And he had foreign arms, he had abscesses on his side of his feet, so I had to lance them. Your treatment is based on, what what we are presented with. All right, I mean, so when you lance case. that, what is that like? Just because I know some people have a fear of going uh-huh. to doctors. I want to kind of, exactly. I really want to work with you today to help someone keep their feet. So is that we like an excruciating, gen- painful experience no, for me? No, we we have gentle hands. A lot of doctors use what's called a cold spray, ethyl chloride. Okay. And we're going to give a needle or we do any type of lancing. So um, uh, and uh, what we do is we spray it to the area. And this is not typical. I mean, this is, um, excuse me, every practitioner is different. Some some docs may try to localize the area. I use ethyl chloride where I spray it into the area, and I just take the tip of what's called a ten blade, and I just kind of lance the area and, and try to push the fluid out of that particular area. Um, I had a patient today. He did, it didn't hurt him too bad. It hurt uh, a week ago when they were really bad, and his feet, when his, both his legs were cellulitic, but we put him on some antibiotics and lanced the areas, and he's looking much better. And are there any scars associated with that? No. I mean, keeping your foot would be more important than having a scar, but for someone listening who wants to go back to sandal shoes a year later, they can, mm-hmm. right? This is No, a- we're, we're not talking full-blown surgery. We're not talking about bunion surgery, ankle surgery, anything like that. No, we're talking about a little, little, uh, little puncture in the skin just to get the fluid out of there. Usually, if you have an abscess, you're usually in a lot of pain, and at that point, you kind of want to just you want to get it over it. You, you almost want to think about it. You know how you, you stub your, your thumb or something like that? You get that, that nail hematoma under there, that right. blood under there, and it hurts like crazy. It's not until you drain it that it feels better. 
yeah, it's kind of that situation where it's just it's the pressure's built up so much where you just like look bust bust it do whatever you want with it just get the pain away and you and this is the best thing Max you feel so much better I know we're talking about abscesses now but you feel so much better when that thing is lanced the patient came back today because we did it last uh, last week on him and he still had a little bit of abscess material so we had to redo it he he poked his leg out like here like here you need to go ahead and lance that again so it didn't hurt him too much. Since you do see feet every day, are there common places on the feet that you might some, that you see with people with diabetes that generally these are some of the areas that are most likely to get some kind of infection? You were just talking about this gentleman had it on the sides of his feet, right? Sides of feet, yeah, pretty pretty much everywhere. I mean, one of the common things with diabetics that we want to try to avoid are ingrown toenails because okay. the, the, the nail How is dirty. How do they avoid that? You know, you know what? We're just told not pain. to cut our toenails too, so I'm Actually, curious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let let the foot doctor examine and take care of your nails for you. A lot of people kind of, you know, uh, giggle at foot uh, foot health in, in some aspects like nail care because they don't realize the importance of it, which is totally understandable. Because if you're not in it, you can't possibly understand it. And they don't. And a lot of people don't understand that. Yes, that mild ingrown toenail that just broke the skin in the in the side of the toenail. That's allowing bacteria to enter your body. You know, it's allowing bacteria to infect that particular area. And if your blood cells, as I mentioned before, aren't working properly, then we can have a serious issue. Um, I think on our last show we told you about, uh, I, I think a young man out in Texas, a, a colleague of mine told me a story sad. He He's a young man. He was diabetic. I'm not sure if it's insulin or non-insulinic. But he scrapes his uh, leg on the side of a pool. All types of bacteria gets introduced. A young man loses his leg, and it's a true story. I mean, it, it happens all over America. These simple little cuts, scrapes, ingrown toenails are are very, very seriously, very should be taken very seriously, especially when you're in the world of diabetes. And if we want to prevent any kind of foot issue from happening, uh, how many times a year should we see a podiatrist? When should we see them? Can you give us a little bit of guidance on that? Absolutely. Scheduled a bunch of patients today. Usually <laughs> have four. Four times a year. Um, four, four times, times a, year, a year, a person with diabetes should be seeing a podiatrist? No, just by an evaluation, absolutely. Four times a year. There's some patients I'll let I'll let do three, uh, three times a year because they're so healthy, their diabetes is so under control, and their feet are clear without any signs of any vascular issues, issues neurological or any problems like that, no calluses, no pressure areas. So I'll let them, you know, go a little bit longer, but typically four times a year now. That doesn't include any type of emergency visits. Like I said, the patient today saw me last week. I saw him this week, and I'm actually going to see him next week just to make sure his cellulite has cleared up, um, you know. Um, and in the meantime, is there any kind of prevention? I always see these diabetic-friendly socks, like they're seamless, mm-hmm. and we hear about okay. foot creams. Are these things, can, how, can they help us, hinder us, or should we be buying them, or are they a waste of our money? If, you, if you're a diabetic and you've got issue with circulation, you have issue with pressure areas, in other words, you have the neuropathy, then the diabetic socks are excellent because they're what they call seamless socks, and they create them in such a way where they don't kind of bunch up on you. They don't cause pressure areas because you'd be surprised. Little things like that do cause um, scarring and can cause, especially if you have dry skin. Yes, the creams are extremely important because extreme dry skin can crack. And that's also another part of uh, uh, neuropathy called autonomic neuropathy, where the skin becomes dry and the uh, the sweat glands don't don't perfuse like they normally would because of the hindrance of the neuropathy and the uh, the sugar and the diabetes. Um, 
yes, the, the cream is very important to keep the skin moisturized. The socks are extremely important, especially if you have a history of pressure area sores and things of that nature. Because and can I just ask you, because we are Diva sure. Talk Radio, pantyhose sure. in general tend to not have seams. So pantyhose are a fine option for footwear, correct? I mean, Absolutely. you want to wear a shoe with it, but I mean, like, that that doesn't have a seam that I know of. No, not that I've noticed. I've, I've never worn pantyhose personally. But, but <laughs> well, you would be like Joe Namath if you did, Doctor Smith. <laughs> but but, uh, but no, pantyhose. I've never heard a problem with with, with pantyhose. I mean, they're pretty much uh, sheer thin. They add a little compression. Um, actually, if somebody has a little bit of demon in feet, the pantyhose might help a little bit. Add a little compression to a little extremity. Um, but no, typically pantyhose and things of that nature, I've never heard ha- uh, anyone having a problem. Not saying it's never happened, just saying I've never heard of it in my 10 years of practice. All right. Well, you know, next time you're on the show, we're going to have to get a photograph of your legs just to make sure you're not wearing pantyhose. But in the <laughs> meantime, <laughs> divas and dudes, we've run out of time, but I want to remind you that Studio D is available on demand anytime. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Smith from MyBadFeet.com. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Smith. Thank you, Max. I appreciate it. All right. Please visit our blog, visit our Facebook group and fan pages, and log on to our website at divabetic.org. Remember, every diva and every dude has an entourage, and I'm so proud to be part of yours. On behalf of Divabetic's Diva Talk Radio, let's stay happy and get healthy together. Diva Talk Radio Studio D is produced by the national nonprofit Divabetic, providing wellness with a while for people living with them affected by diabetes. 